listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast with host John Pimba and James Grinday. What's going on, FA Nation? John Pemba here with James Grande. It's the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast recording here Tuesday evening for Wednesday's nine-game main slate. James, I believe you're the one that's going to be on the playbook here for this nine-gamer. You got a few teams that are going to be on back-to-back. Washington. Let's see, what else do we got here? Brooklyn, Denver. Those look to be the back-to-back teams for this nine-game slate. Yeah, it should be a good one. Currently recording no totals, no spreads, no anything. It's because we have a lot of injury news to probably to get to. Will James Harden play on the back-to-back after being injured on the front end leading into the game? Will LeBron is listed as doubtful. Anthony Davis has an injury designation. There's a lot of the Iron Fox. Who knows what's going to happen there? Nurkic is now on the injury part. There's a lot of ins and outs that we still have to get to. So fortunately, no totals or spreads to, to give to you guys so far. Yep. All right. So let's just get into it then. We got nine games. We'll start off at the point guard position here. We have Luka Doncic at 11-6 home against uh, the Thunder. We know, again, the Thunder are without uh, Shai Gilgis-Alexander. The uh, Mavericks are without Kristaps Porzingis for this game. It's kind of a, a Luka show here going up against the Thunder. James, a, a like stunning statistic that was brought to my attention yesterday. As bad as the Oklahoma City Thunder are this season, against the spread, mm-hmm. uh, they're they're thirty and seventeen. Yeah, I've been I put this on Twitter like a couple weeks ago. They keep every game no matter what, and I think Dallas is a really good team. But like OKC, when you look at their numbers, they're not like. They're 11th, John, in defensive rating this year. 11th. Like a team that you would never expect, right? Like you would not look at Oklahoma City and be like, yeah, they're one of the, you know, best defensive. No, they are. They just, they don't really score the basketball all too well. They're the worst offensive unit in basketball. But they have a lot of length defensively that causes a lot of people problems. I mean, right now, Josh Giddy is playing what? De facto point guard, shooting guard. Yeah. And he's like 6'7". Ludor, we know, is a quality defender. And yeah, I mean... They're, they've been amazing against the spread all year long. I think Luka is a great play. The one thing we've been waiting for Luka all year is the shooting. And the shooting we are getting currently. I mean, three of three of the last five games, all three going for 65 fantasy points. He shot over 50% from the floor. He's made four or more threes in three of his last four games. We know the peripheral stats are great, but now that the, the shooting percentages are up too, I mean, sky's the limit. We could get 70 here again. Yeah, we could we could definitely get 70 here again. Uh, top price player, uh, second, sorry, third top price play on the slate. Again, big slate, a lot of high price guys. Jokic and Bede, Luka, top three guys in terms of pricing. We have Harden on the back-to-back, like you mentioned there. We'll see how he goes, but obviously an elite matchup against uh, right. Sacramento. We got Ja in the Mecca going up against the Knicks here. Mm-hmm. Another just... 37 actual for John Morant. <laughs> 33, 38, 35, 41, 30, 34, 37 is like his last six, seven game sample size here. But again, maybe a little bit disappointing because only five rebounds, five assists, only 48 fantasy points there at 10K. He's now 10-5. I mean, James, he's scoring a ton. If we get anything more than what we're getting, he's giving you 60 fantasy points. But, you know, what are you thinking here? I mean, it's definitely disappointing i don't think it's like coincidental that steven adams has been on the floor more and the peripheral stats are down desmond bain has the ball in his hands more the peripheral stats are down right like 
the ancillary pieces around him are healthy, which doesn't bode great for Morant peripherally. Also, factor in overtime. He put that game in overtime on his shoulders on an incredible layup that he could have made the free throw and won the game, but that's for a different story. Put them in overtime. I don't love it, John. I'm not going to lie. I think this is spot I'm off, John. I think you could do it in tournaments, obviously, but something I've been talking about a little while now. The Knicks play at a horrible pace. They are currently dead last in the NBA by a full possession, not even close. So, you know, the fact that you mentioned the peripherals aren't there, the fact that they're playing at such a slow pace, I, I think I'm out on jaw for at 10-5. Okay, next guard down, we do have uh, Kyrie. He's at 10-1, price bump. for It is a great matchup. We've seen Harden and Kyrie play great, great together. Obviously, if Harden sits, it even increases the value there. So I imagine you're probably liking this matchup for him. Yeah, I'm definitely liking him. I definitely think it's interesting to see how things shake out because if there's no Harden, I mean... It's like instant lock and load Kyrie, right? Like first pl- first player in our lineup against the King. If Harden plays, I think it's something to consider because it's 10-1. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's only hit that. He's only, and I know like getting his feet wet, whatever. He's only hit that in two of his, what, eight games? He's only yeah. given us 5X at that price, so. Yeah. He's been close, but you're right. I mean, like, I, I like the scoring. has been pretty legit. He just stepped on the floor and he's like 30, 30 times. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Like, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm shooting 55% from the floor, 40% from three. Like, no big, you know, it is what it is. I'm Kyrie Irving. Yeah, that's fine. I hear you on that one as well. Going down the list a little bit further, we do have Lamelo Ball uh, at 95. We have Russell Westbrook, no LeBron James, right, in this game? Uh, uh, he's doubt. He's listed doubtful. So right. I think we've seen LeBron, like, play through something like this, like, where he's, like, doubtful, and then he's like, nah, I'm playing. But for all, as, of, as it stands, he's listed doubtful. Okay. Yeah, so Westbrook in 94, is that an interesting point for you against Portland? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think Ball and Westbrook are both tournament plays. Even though there might be no LeBron, I still think Westbrook classifies at 9-4 as more of a tournament play for me than in cash. Then we got a bunch of guys that are ruled out. Uh, SGA, Garland, Mitchell, all out. Halliburton, Lavert, McCollum is that next 8,500, 81, 8,200 group. I mean, Halliburton's in play, and shout out to Halliburton. Now we're getting multi-position eligibility again. Right. Because I remember we talked about it was just shooting guard the other day and for the last couple sites. If I mean, if Fox is out, it's a great matchup. Brooklyn's been bottom five in defense over the last month, last two weeks. Uh, Levert, if there's no Sabonis, is, do we know? Is there? Is he out? He, no, he's listed out for Monday. They need to yeah. update this. So if there's no Sabonis, I'd be in on Levert. And then McCollum, I think it's just... He's safe, right? He's just like a safe play. Every slate, like there's like a 35 point or a 35 fantasy point floor. Yep. I like it. I like it as well. Giddy, we talked about with no SGA, came through with the double 14, 12. Only four assists. I thought maybe we'd see a little bit more. Uh, shooting was okay. Uh, didn't hit any threes there. Dallas is good defensively, but he is yeah. averaging 38 fantasy points in three games against them this year. I think you brought up a good point the other day when you said, who the hell is he going to pass it to with no SGA? Like, who is going to be making the shots to get him the assist? Which I think is a good point, and that's probably going to keep me away at 79. That is a steep... 73 was pushing it. I think both you and I were like, this feels right, but there's no, like, leverage to playing him at 73. 79, there is absolutely no room for error. I think I'm out unless we're talking tournaments. 
Okay. Going down a little bit further here, we have Maxi. I know obviously Embiid's going to be back for this one. He went off, but Wizards have no Beal for for this game. We have Dinwiddie as well, I think, coming off the back-to-back with $5,800, I think is a, is a pretty good matchup here for going up against Philadelphia. Yeah, I think both those guys, um, not in on Maxi. I don't think 75, I think is a little too pricey with Embiid back. Definitely in on Dinwiddie. Uh, very bad first quarter tonight. We were recording a little earlier tonight. He did not look good early. Also, he did play a back-to-back. The last time they had a back-to-back, he's been playing, yeah. so not much of a concern anymore. 32 minutes, 30 fantasy points, so that gets us over 5x if we do decide to go that route. I think just some guys to mention, Kevin Porter Jr., maybe some revenge there. Cleveland just left him out to dry. Sure. S- sent him packing. He's been better. Double against the Warriors. I know he's the reason he sparked the Steph Curry breakout but double nonetheless i didn't simon's probable that was in, that's interesting i was about to say we could that would be like if he's out lock and load mccall right um bad game bad game for simon yeah terrible game three for 16 but you love the 16 shots right like it's mm-hmm. you love this, to see the shot attempts because he's obviously not afraid of shooting even when he's having a bad game jalen brunson's fine too so i think like all these guys mixed in this like tier like clarkson he's fine like all these guys are fine from 6-6 six, six to down to Dinwiddie, I think they're all, like, solid plays. And if somebody sits for, for Brooklyn, old Patty Mills sitting there, 58, in a great spot as well. Yeah, I'm with you there as well. If De'Aaron Fox is out, do you go back to Davion Mitchell? Probably. Where the, What is his price? Did I miss him? 4900 Oh, my God. They just don't. See, this is my problem. Like, shouldn't he be – shouldn't they anticipate this, like, like Drummond the other night, right? They should always keep them a little elevated in case. Like, there's no reason that this guy should still be 5K or 4,900. We've gotten 32, 29, 32 fantasy points in three straight games. Right. Fox has missed like a week at this point. Like, why are, right. And why, so why are we still at this price point? I don't understand it. So, yeah, I would definitely go back to the well 4,900. I think it's a very. I didn't mean to skip over Bleak Monk either, by the way. The the GOAT. Who, the quote, I don't know if you saw the quote from Vogel today. So funny to me. He said, he, Monk will probably be the guy starting for LeBron James. Because he went for 33 and 10 against Atlanta in 38 minutes. Pro- probably, John. Right. Pro- probably the reason, right? Because you probably want to play that guy who goes for, for 33, 10, and, and throw, sprinkle a little five assists on that, on top of that, too. Definitely in on Monk if, if in fact, LeBron is ruled out. I know Garland's already out. It wasn't Rondo, though, that got the bump there. But he still played, like, 18 minutes there. Is there any at all interest in Rondo against Houston? Yeah, I wonder, though, if the 18 minutes were because of it's a back-to-back. Like, they Could've were... Because Godwin played 27 minutes in that game. Yeah, He's... maybe that's also the reason. Like, he went 8 for 11 from the floor. You don't take that guy off the court. Right. Is he going eight for 11 from the floor again? Seems unlikely. Yeah, but flip side, I mean, do you consider them both? Like, do they both make our player pool? They probably do. I would have to assume so. I mean, Garland is a lot of minutes that they have to replace there to guard. And I mean, a whole lot of everything, right? Shots, minutes. I mean, he's been as good as anybody at the point guard position lately. I mean, they do have point Chetty, so... (laughs) Fair, another fair point. I mean, he for he had how many assists did he end up with last night? I don't night? know. He so, had eight when we looked at that time. Well, 12. he had twelve <laughs> assists. He had let's those twelve assists equaled 
his last, let's see, five, seven, eight, nine, eleven. His last seven games prior, those twelve assists equaled his the last seven games he played. It feels uh, good. It feels good. It feels like an outlier to me. But hey, he got playing time, so uh, it's worth mentioning. But I do think circling back to Rondo, I do think he's in play. I do think there was uh, the back to back was a factor, as well as Brandon Goodwin just kind of having a out of body experience shooting the basketball. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's go on over then to the shooting guard position. We've talked about Kyrie. We've talked about Lamelo. Uh, good old friend Jalen Brown here at $8,700. Missed the rebound prop again. Didn't play it this time, but he did give you 29 actual. The man is on a score. If he does decide to give you anything else, he's got 60-point upside right now. If he's going to give you 30 actual, he has 60-point upside. Thoughts here against Charlotte. They uh, they blew a big lead, I think, against Charlotte earlier this month, I think, or the end of, the end of January, I want to say. But two games against Charlotte this year is averaging 47 fantasy points. Yeah, he's been super good lately, and I was pounding the drum for, like, inconsistent Jalen Brown earlier in the year, but I have to give him his flowers. Like, he has been super steady. The price is still a little high, right, for, like, the production that we're getting, but it's still he's still providing us with a very safe floor, one that I'm extremely comfortable going to in this matchup because Charlotte's an up-tempo team. He's done it against them twice already. And, and Boston in general just looks pretty good right now. Four of the last five, including a, a win against Miami, whether it's a shell of them or not. Miami yeah. is a d- deep team, though, who got Bam out of bio and foul trouble. There was a lot to like, regardless of who was in and who's out. Boston looks a little better and largely due to Jalen 26 or more in four straight games looking really good offensively. Right now. We touted Terry Rozier in that last matchup against Boston. Uh, he didn't disappoint. He had 51 <laughs> fantasy points, 28, 4, and 10 assists. In that game as well, 10 of 18 from the floor, hit six threes. We're getting sort of the downtrend from Rozier right now. He was as hot as could be during that stretch. Numbers kind of coming down a little bit on him, but still good price at 7,300. We know the revenge narrative's there. We know he's a spiteful SOB. I don't mind some T. Rose in tournaments at 7,300. He's the only, he's the only, it's the only revenge factor now because, uh, What's his name's not healthy? Hayward. Uh, yeah, I could get behind some T. Rose in tournaments only because there is the, uh, the average. Terry Rozier right now, but like you said, spite, spiteful SOB who can get re- who can really get going in this. In this Certainly game. can. Opposite of job, we got Desmond Bain playing a boatload of minutes. He had a huge night against Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, so did job, but I mean, Bain went for 34 and seven, three steals, 52 fantasy points. Again, we like going at this Knicks backcourt here. Yeah, I know the Knicks play very slow and you know generally low point totals and whatnot. But what are your thoughts here on I guess really this next grouping, Bain? Jalen Brunson with no Porzingis. You have a Jordan Clarkson there, still no Donnie Mitch. What's your thoughts on this group? I think they're all fine. They're all fine. Nothing. I think they're all like appropriately priced and there's no leverage on any of them. Same with Norm, 63. I don't, I, I think it's probably like we mentioned Monk, but it's like him and below is probably the people that we want to use here. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Who are, who are some of these guys that are jumping? I mean, again, most of these guys we talked about already. Anybody we haven't talked about that's sticking out to you? Yeah, I mean, I, I like Duarte if there's no Sabonis. He has a solid usage rate without Sabonis. He just shot 3 of 11. We got a, a lot of peripheral stats from him. A block, two steals, two assists, five rebounds. He just missed all shots, 3 of 11. And we were praising him earlier in the year for the way he could score. So we know that's going to turn around. Mentioned Davion. I definitely think Chetty's in play if he starts again. 38 minutes 
16 shots and 12 assists. Like there's zero things not to like in that, in that reading right there. Other, I mean, other than the fact that he went three for 16, I didn't mention, but 16 shots nonetheless. So definitely Chetty. What are your thoughts on the Thunder guys here? They started both Mann and Wiggins. Uh, Mann only played 24 minutes, had 21 fantasy points. Wiggins played 28 minutes and had 20 fantasy points. I think they're fine. They're uh, like Mann got a big price bump. Wiggins, Wiggins got $100. Yeah, I, I feel better about Wiggins because his price is still there. I don't really love the fact that they bumped Man over 4K. I liked it more when they were all 35 and below. Would you throw any darts on Austin Reeves? 26 minutes, 28 minutes, the last two games? LeBron would have to be out, and you just have to accept that there's a super low floor. Because the minutes, not even just the last two, like four straight, 23-plus. Sure. But we saw a six-point fantasy floor. So just understand the floor is below the basement. All right, small forward uh, guys at the top there, Jason Tatum, 10-6. I shared the tweet on Twitter today. shared it with you and Vince. Tatum's defensive numbers this year, apparently he's like number one in rim contested shots. And he is, uh, is like 29% of shots at the rim, which is insane. That is what he holds field goal percentages to. And then he holds uh, jump shooters at 31% on contested jump shots, which is very low. We already know Jason Tatum's a good player. He also leads the league in points, total points scored, not points per game, but total points scored for the season. Uh, he's also number one. So he's a good player, but he's 10-6. So what are your thoughts here on Jason Tatum? Tournaments, because we need the ceiling. Yeah. I, I feel better about Brown at 87, like it's a $2,000 discount. But you can get to Tatum in tournaments. I don't think it's, you know, the worst play. But, you know, we've seen the ceiling twice in five games. We've seen him score 36 plus three times in his last five games. Again, like Boston's been better and it's been in large part due to Brown and Tatum just kind of balling. So he could get hot and then go for 40 again. But we really need it. So I'd, really, I'd limit my exposure to tournaments for sure. Okay. What are your thoughts on Bridges averaging 40 fantasy points in two games? I mean, he's just steady. He's averaged 38 fantasy points over his last six. He averages 38 fantasy points for the year, and he averages 30 or 40 fantasy points against against the Celtics this year. I, I don't think there's really anything bad to say. I don't love that he's 84. I don't. I think there's no not a lot of wiggle room there on that price, but he has a super consistent. Like he's just super consistent, really everywhere. Yep. We have a grouping here that I think is kind of interesting. Uh, Dort up to 65, but no SGA. You love the team in scoring. You get Norm, uh, again, just sort of being that third, second or third scorer for Portland. He had 30 fantasy points the other night against OKC and a low scoring effort, but they get the Lakers. And then you have uh, Bojan, who we've talked a lot about when there's no Donnie Chase upside and three games this year against Denver. He's averaging 39 fantasy points. Yeah, I mean, Dort is definitely in play, tough matchup. Powell, and I touched on at shooting guard. He's, you know, solid. He's in that, like, Clarkson sure. tier where it's, like, they're appropriately priced. Like, not so much upside with, like, who's around them. Harry B's fine, and Franz on a back-to-back is, you know, going to play 30 minutes, and he's going to take a bunch of shots. And he has these, like, random assist games that, like, breaks the slate when he, he goes, like, nine assists, and you're like, oh, Right, he can do that. Yeah, I like them all. I think they're both. They're all like. How do you well? So do you put Boyan ahead of any of those guys? I mean, with no Mitchell and no Gobert. Yeah, I, I don't. He's just weird to me. Like every so often, he goes and he looks like he's the best scorer in basketball. Yes, yeah. I, on January fifth against Denver, 
He had 61 fantasy points. Oh, he my God. 36 points and 13 rebounds in that game. Getting dead around a back-to-back, hard to not like it. Yeah, I, I could... I could I'd put Boyan over Barnes, especially if Fox plays. I'd put Boyan over Powell based on, like, he's going to be possibly the number one option offensively. And I'd probably put him ahead of Dort, too, honestly, because Dort has a, a very tough matchup himself. Okay. Anybody else? I mean, again, some of these guys we've talked about, but anybody under 6K that we didn't mention sticking out to you here? Cody Martin's obviously been playing a lot of minutes. The right. hasn't been there, but... That's literally what I was going to say. Like, if you value minutes, Cody Martin is that guy. So I don't know if you noticed this, and this has been my darling lately. It hasn't been DFS. It's been Reggie Bullock for me. And Reggie Bullock, I've played him in three straight slates, and he's been really good. The Portland game, he would have played. I I was looking back at the rotations. He would have approached more time same with the indiana if there wasn't a blowout in, in both those games there's no dfs or there's no porzingis but there's also no hardaway he just got surgery and he's out for an extended period of time i actually think reggie bullock has a little more upside because he's actually willing to shoot the basketball as is like dfs might go a full game and just tony snell it for us out there sure that's fair all right anybody else that alec bullock bullock's cheap cheap enough he's 3900 uh We've mentioned Aaron Wiggins, Zaya Williams playing a lot of minutes, low floor play for him there. Jeremy Maybe Lamb, 27 okay. minutes. If there's no Sabonis, they could elect to go play the all these guys like randomly. Sure. Uh, it, it, what's the name's hard to – Carlisle is very hard to like trust rotations with, but he, Lamb has been playing more lately, so w- worth potentially something. Okay. Let's just jump on over then to the power forward position. Uh, Randall 9K against Memphis. It's been a while since we've seen Randall this low. We've talked about Bridges Harris, but yet the Embiid return. Right. If you got Kuzma, but then, you know, again, dealing with that matchup. Then you got you got the Cleveland guys. Right. You have Mobley against Houston at 74. You got Love all the way up to 7K against Houston as well. Not going to play Harris at 83. Love got think, 33 minutes. Huh? Good for him. Yeah. They played. So they did their big lineup with Al Markkinen, and they just play zone. And also, it probably didn't hurt that they played uh, Jackson Hayes and Valanchunas at center, where they will not see that with Houston. Like, Houston generally, I mean, Christian Wood is probably more power forward than he is center. Right. Definitely a little, I would say a little worried on love on the minutes. Maybe he's back up. Maybe they are going to explore the the zone defense and play the big lineup with love instead of Markkinen. I do like Kuzma. Without Beal, I do think Mobley's in play, even coming off. And there you go, John. Mobley, 23 minutes last game. Do How often do we see Mobley play 23 and Love play 33? Right. One of seven shooting probably had a little to do with that, right? But, like, do you think that, I mean, looking at Mobley, he's a 50% shooter this year. How much, how often is that going to happen? I'm, we're just, like, talking it through here. I, that makes me a little more hesitant, I guess, to go to Kevin Love. The fact okay. that Mobley clearly benefit he Love clearly benefited from Mobley's poor play. Okay. I think Jaron Jackson's always a tournament play option. Sure. Uh, Wendell Wendell Carter, I like against his Pacers front court, which is Isaiah Jackson and maybe O'Shea Brissett if he's active, right? Like they're pretty damaged there. I'd go get Ingram, got, right? Like he's I out, think we yeah. just got yeah, a just, Brissett, I feel like we just got Brissett news too, didn't we? Uh, question, listen, questionable. Okay. okay. Either way, I mean, it's a good spot for for Wendell Carter here. Sure. 
That's your boy. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> see if he continues to be my boy. Currently, he does have five of the seven points so far. Uh, early in on. three minutes. In three minutes. Listen, he is very upset that he was traded. <laughs> he, he wanted to spend more time in Chicago. He's got clearly. five and three in, in three minutes. He's <laughs> he's double-doubling tonight. He's, he's committed. Anyway, so back to the Wednesday slate here. I like Wendell Carter. Boyan's obviously, obviously there. Isaiah Jackson, hard not to look at him what he after what he did the other night, right? 26 and 10. Center eligible at fifty four hundred dollars. Yep. Um, yep. Wait, does is Davis just a center? Yeah, he is. All right. Interesting. Broco fifty four hundred dollars against the Lakers. Any interest there? He's fine. Look, I mean, with the the production is teetering again. Like everyone's back, and now he's taken nine, four, and five shots. It's sure, that's fair. That's a good point. That's a good point. Let's see. Are they playing Washington? They're not really playing Washington. They don't. They just don't like playing Washington. That's like their issue there. Anybody else? I guess like Tate maybe against Cleveland. Thirty minutes last game. Yeah. Yeah. For the first time in how long? They played Basley twenty-six minutes for the Thunder. Oh God. You, I don't know, man. Okay. Two straight games. Two straight games. I know. Oh, this is the biggest letdown spot in in the world. I was going to mention James Johnson, but this being a back-to-back for the Nets, like, odds are what? All the veterans sit? Like, what's, what's Odds are Steve Nash. He plays 15 guys, 10 minutes. I'm excited for the hard and active but not play game tonight against Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Everyone plays exactly 20 minutes tomorrow. Every person on their roster. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Steve Nash on a back-to-back. Is, that's become the worst. That's become – is that worse than Popovich on, on a back-to-back? Popovich, you kind of knew what was going to happen. Like, Nash goes aggro on you. You have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, literally. Like, Blake Griffin could actually play 40 minutes tomorrow and <laughs> just because Nash felt like it. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go on and finish this off. Go to center. You have Jokic at 12-6. You got him beat at 12-K. No go bear, but we do know that Nikola Jokic eats Utah. <laughs> eats them for breakfast. Loves loves facing Utah. Just dominates them every time. He went for 25-15-14 and 14 in a loss. In a game they lost by 23, uh, he went for 25, 15, and 14, 37 minutes. Again, uh, he also, before that game, <laughs> James, the other game, which they also <laughs> lost. Well, never just losing all these games to Utah. 26, 21, and 11 for, for our guy. Those are the last two games that he had against Utah this year. The first game, he only played 15 minutes. I don't know if he got hurt. Yeah, he only played 15 minutes in the very first game against Utah. In those 15 minutes, though, James, 41 and a half fantasy points. I actually remember... Did he get hurt in this game? I think it was the injury because he played... I remember he... Yeah, it was the knee injury. Okay. It was, it was in October, right? Yeah, October 26th. Yep. yep, yep. He had a knee injury. Hyperextended his knee. 41 and a half fantasy points in 15 minutes, and he's followed it up with 75 and 72 <laughs> fantasy points against Utah in the other two games. Again, it's a back-to-back. We'll see what happens if he was questionable going to... But, man, did this boy love going and facing the Utah Jazz, so... Does, does he circle the Utah Jazz on the calendar, or does he circle the Utah Jazz on the calendar? John? You would think so. You would you would <laughs> think, like, he was traded from Utah. So, yeah, so he's elite. You got Joe against Washington, two games against them, averaging 52 fantasy points in 29 minutes. So, I mean, 34, 10 and a half is what his averages are against Washington. He just eats that... Anthony Davis at 10-2. I mean, if he's act, he's probable, right? Yep. Do you, do you not play Anthony? Like, you kind of do you kind of have to play Anthony Davis here at 10-2? It's gonna be a really tough uh, decision not to. Yes. LeBron. This is where the this is where you're gonna get one of these three or two of these three at low roster ship, right? Jokic and Embiid, Davis. It's probably Embiid because it's probably Embiid. 
which obviously tournament leverage, um, going up against Thomas Bryant and Montrezl Harrell. Wink, hint, hint, wink. But like, yeah, it's going to be tough to put two of them in your line. So you're, we're going to see a lot of uh, low roster Jokic and B Davis across the board. I, th- I think if I were to guess how they're owned, I would say Davis is the highest owned player, followed by Jokic and then Embiid. That would be my guess. Yeah, I'm kind of in that same same tier uh, with you as well. Christian Wood is the 8,900. I don't really want the matchup, though. You know, just a lot of big guys there in Cleveland. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's not fun. It's not really a spot I'm looking for. Again, we, we mentioned the Cleveland bigs, though. Mobley played 33 minutes. Not really paying off his price point, but, you know, this is such a good matchup for bigs. I could see a tournament dart being played there. Time Lord, he didn't play the last game. I don't think it was against Charlotte. I think he ended up... He sit out that game. Mm, I think he did. So he sat out the last game against the Hornets. But in the first game against the Hornets, 12.16 rebounds, four assists, three blocks uh, for 45 fantasy points. I kind of have, I again, in tournaments, but I kind of have some Time Lord interest. He's proving that he has, he's starting to prove that he doesn't have problem playing next to some big games recently next to Al, 13 and 17 against Sacramento, 8.16 boards against New Orleans. So there's some upside there with him. Yeah, centers against and centers against the Hornets has been the uh, written at top of the DFS Bible all year long. But after that, we mentioned Isaiah Jackson already. He's probably the next tier that I would look at. I don't like playing Mo Bamba when I'm interested in Wendell Carter. You kind of right. have to pick one and hope that's the guy that goes off that night. That's probably how you approach it. And then he, you have Mason Plumley here, who he only played 24 minutes against the Clippers the other day, but they lost that game by like 30. He played 38 minutes against the Lakers. He played 27 minutes against the Pacers. He played 32 minutes against Toronto. So he, they're sort of committed back to playing Plumley here over Washington. There's no Hayward. $5,300, Plumley's getting it done right now. Yeah, I think it's a good price tag. I really do. I'm with you. Probably still not going to go there and cap. He's so foul happy. It scares me a little bit, but I would definitely be willing to go there in tournaments. I mean, foul um, happy. That's Rashawn Holmes' middle name. Five <laughs> fouls in each of the last two games, 31 in 26 <laughs> minutes. You know, again, he had 8.7 boards in 26 minutes against the Knicks, but the five fouls, you have to assume, kept them off the floor there at points. Right. The shot volume has been down on him. Earlier in the year, we were seeing a, be a pretty aggressive offensive player. The shot volume's a little bit down, but at 5K against Brooklyn on a back-to-back, like, in tournaments, again, I, I kind of want to just throw a little dart here on Rashawn Holmes. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Rashawn Holmes, and obviously it hasn't, like, hasn't panned popped, out. You know? yeah. yeah, but, I mean, he, like, you, like, that, like, DraftKings now has allowed us to look through every box score. Right. I mean, if you go earlier in the year, there's a lot of 30s. There's some 40s, and there's a couple 50 burgers in there, John. So, yeah, I'm willing to go back to the well. Do we have the, the Bagley status? Is He's questionable. When I was doing my research on Monday, with Bagley and Fox off the floor, he averages over a fantasy point per minute. Still, like, the production is still pretty good, or, or the numbers still speak for themselves. And I do want to bring up something. Steven Adams questionable, John. Right. So that goes back to Jaron Jackson, obviously. And Brandon Clark, I think, 4,200. Sure. Yeah, ja- yeah, definitely Brandon Clark at 42. Jackson has had some pretty big numbers there. He did have some big. When Adams was off the floor. Do you think they started the lineup rather? So, do you think they would? What do you think they would do? Let's like just play hypothetical real quick. If Adams sits, do you think they go Anderson Jackson at the no, four and the I five? They- Clark Jackson. Okay. Does Adams? Okay. Then follow up question. 
Does Adams being, does that mean you like Kyle, would that put Kyle Anderson in play a little bit? Because then Brandon Clark is pretty much playing either starting at the four or backing up the five. Right, because I feel like we've seen this already because they have, they they play Till, they play like all those other guys that can play the big ones. So, so no one, so no one Anderson. Yeah, I mean, if Anderson's starting, that changes things, right? But I need him starting. They don't, what they about just don't like them. I don't know why, but they they have all those other bigs that they come off the bench with. So, what about if Brandon Clark doesn't start? Still interest? Is that... less. I'll play whoever starts in that group, Clark or, or okay, okay, that's fair. Uh, it's fair. But I mean, Clark is interesting because Jackson could get in foul trouble in three seconds. You just don't know. On the flip side of that, I mean, Mitch Robb has been a double digit rebounds again. Almost got the double, fifty three hundred. I guess if you're playing tournaments, you're probably just playing Holmes instead. But you know, there's at least that. Did we go Maxi here with no uh, no Zinger? I know they started Powell. Did they start them both? They did, right? Did they, did they start them both? They may have. I think they started both. Okay. Um, we can, like you said. Do you think? Like, what do you think Powell starting next to Kleba does for him? Like, do you think it impacts him too much? No, I think I don't think Powell really matters at all. But I mean, Maxi, we know, you know, does a little bit of, of everything. He uses some defensive spots and, and things like right. that. Any value centers for you? I guess if we'll see, is this Thomas Bryant's first back to back? It is. Uh, yeah, I think so. So we'll see what happens with Washington. Maybe Harrell at 44. And Ryan played 13 first half minutes. Gafford's a DNP. Harold's got 11 first half minutes tonight. So maybe we play Harold. Maybe, like, I would, if Brian sits, I still expect Gafford to start. Yeah, Gafford would be the guy to start for sure. Would, okay. So in that scenario, would they just go, it's Embiid. Like, they have to have Gafford on the floor, most likely. He only averaged 15 minutes a game against Philly, though, this year. Uh, Harold fouls probably though. He has averaged four and a half fouls in 15 minutes. That's what I'm saying. He just calls for the ball, snaps his fingers, and puts 15. his fingers on, on the block. Well, would you be interested if Bryant sat in like any of them, like Hachimura? I mean um, Harold. I mean probably Harold, right? He's played Harold, right? He's averaging 19. He's not really getting in as much foul trouble. He's averaging 16 and a half and five and a half in two games so 27 fantasy points in just 20 minutes of playing two games so yeah i I guess i would if bryant sits i would probably look at harrell here because i don't think gafford's gonna be able to keep his hands to himself yep i agree 100 percent in everything you just said so that's probably where i'm gonna go there all right well that that, i guess that wraps it up here then that's our look at nine games james will be on the playbook where to get us on twitter and in discord and for now we'll catch you guys later